Welcome to the Trade Secrets Podcast, hosted by Damon Piatek, President and CEO of Welkie Customs Brokers USA. Damon is a licensed US customs broker and certified customs specialist with more than 18 years experience in the import, export, customs transportation and logistics sectors. Each month, Trade Secrets will bring you guests in the industry to provide their insights on timely trade issues to give you an advantage in international trade. So now, let's talk trade. Welcome to the podcast, David Piatek, President and CEO of Welkie Custom Brokers USA. Today we have a very special guest who's going to be talking about some new information that's going to impact uh, the warehousing and trucking industry uh, specifically, not just international trade. So we have Kristen Devereaux from Envision Benefits Group. Kristen, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Damon. I'm happy to be here. Great. So Kristen, tell us a little bit about your company, kind of the background, what got you into HR, So uh, the company opened in 2020, right in the heart of the pandemic, and uh, we specialize in employee benefits and HR consulting. Uh, I've been in employee benefits for 16 years, been consulting for 10 years, um, and generally we help small to mid-sized companies just stay compliant. Great, great. And, you know, international trade, lots of compliance. Mm. And what we try to do on this podcast is obviously bring in information that you wouldn't necessarily get otherwise. And today we are here because we use you for our benefits group. Thank you, Kristen. But you sent us an email on some information that is focusing on Department of Labor regulations. So go ahead. I'll let you explain what that's all about. Yes. So on February 8th, the Department of Labor, the Federal Department of Labor, announced that they have an initiative to go after employers in the warehousing and logistics industry uh, for wage and hour violations. So since there's been a global supply chain issue, they are going to be looking at Um, how employers have been paying employees, making sure that there's records of payments from overtime to breaks, meal periods, making sure employees are classified correctly, whether they're W-2 or contractor. Um, And they've actually hired an additional 100 investigators already to ramp up this initiative. Wow. So the the case, I'm going to throw a sideball at you here, and I'm going to let you know that I'm doing it. So FedEx has been in the news notoriously because their drivers are quote-unquote classified improperly. They're independent contractors. They're not independent contractors. Do you think this has to do with some of that, those court cases that are going through with that? Is this, or is this totally separate from that, those cases? Audits in general are, usually come from either disgruntled employees making claims or random audits. I would say it has a lot to do with what we've been seeing in the news lately. Great, great. So what can an employer do to protect themselves? Obviously, we're not talking about somebody who's doing it wrong. We can't can't help those people. But if, if somebody's really trying and they're doing it right, what's the best way to prepare for something like this? Well, there's a couple different things that they should be looking at. Number one, um, the the key initiative here or or the key takeaway is if you cannot prove it, then it didn't happen. And that's the way the Department of Labor is gonna look at everything that you give them as far as an audit goes. So if you don't have payroll records, if you cannot prove that someone actually is a contractor versus a W-2 employee, if you can't prove that someone gave you certification for leave, then it didn't happen and they come after the employer for fines. So when we say what is the difference between a contractor or an employee, what's the, what are they looking for? What's the definition 
according to the Department of Labor, because I know that could be a fine line somewhere Mm -hmm. that we may or may not understand as employers. So kind of help us clarify the employer contractor line so that we can get that information out there. Sure. If, If you're a contractor or an employer is hiring a contractor, that business is completely separate from the contractor's business. Okay. So that employer cannot tell that contractor that they have to show up to mandatory meetings or that they have to be at the office at a certain time. They can't direct that contractor on how to do his or her job. You're hiring that person to drive a truck or you're hiring that person to make a delivery. How they do that, when they do that is up to them. It cannot be directed by the employer. Versus a W-2 employee who is really an employee of that business, you absolutely can give hours, tell that employee how to do their job, train them, expect them to show up for mandatory meetings and so on. Mm -hmm. So there is a very big difference. And I know a lot of employers are trying to look at what are actual employees as contractors and trying to save some money on payroll taxes and other areas of the business. But the Department of Labor has been very clear on their stance on this. If you are telling that person how to do their job, when to show up, so on and so forth, they are a W-2 employee. All right. Good information. Um, anything else on this? This, I mean, this is really kind of like, hey, this is happening. Sure. Uh, is this normal for the Department of Labor to make an announcement like this, or is it? Is this kind of odd? Or it, they sometimes do. It depends. Like sometimes the State Department of Labor will make an announcement on who they're they're going to be coming after, or ramping up, doing some hiring to make sure that they have auditors for. But not only are classifications important, but the way once you have a W-2 employee, how you classify that employee is also important. So is that employee salary um, or is that employee hourly? We also know this as exempt or non-exempt. So it's very important that you're classifying people the right way. And there's two different tests to determine whether an employee should be salary or hourly. There's a salary test and duties test. Um, So it's important to know those specifics. Now, the other part of that is While the department, the federal Department of Labor has made this um, their initiative over the next few months or years, the state Department of Labor also has certain criteria for classifying employees. Um, So you could have a federal salary at a certain level that you have to have in order to make that person salary. But in New York, for instance, we have to have a much higher weekly salary than the federal government does. So, Mm -hmm. So state law kind of prevails in that situation. Uh, The other thing that they're going to be looking at are payroll practices. So is the employer having the employee punch in and out for their meal period? So if you're working six or more hours um, in a day, you're entitled to an uninterrupted 30-minute meal period. A lot of employers just auto-deduct it and don't make the employee punch in or out. Those employees work through lunch, and those are violations. And that they will look back three years to find out how long that's been going on and assess wage and hour violations and penalties to that employer. So very similar to U.S. Customs. Now, when we look at customs violation, it's five years, but they're going back three years, and they're going to assess a penalty based on three years, not just what's going on right now. So Correct. this is this is a this could be a, a, a huge hit to some of these companies that are out there, and just because they're talking about warehouses and transportation companies doesn't mean it's just warehouses and transportation companies. Yeah. It's companies that own warehouses and have warehouse workers, and Correct. companies that own trucks and have truck drivers that work for them. So this is a big 
this is a wide a wide range of companies that are going to be affected by this investigation. Absolutely. Absolutely. In the last five years, they've collected $1.4 billion in back wages and fines across the country. So that gives you an idea. Say, say that number again. $1.4 billion. $1.4 billion in fines for the Labor Department. Now, and this is, goes along right with what I've been saying a lot. The U.S. government is looking for money. Yes. They're trying to get it any way they can. So some of these fines, obviously some of the fines, if it's a wage and hour violation, some of that penalty goes to the employee, correct? To pay for what was missed. They will get back wages for <clears throat> multiple years if, if appropriate. If appropriate. So there's this could be a, a huge hit to some of these companies and it could be something that they're doing inadvertently, but it's right. a good time to take a look at what you've been doing, how you've been doing it, and what your practices are. What, what are some of the tips that you can offer for our listeners to, you know, maybe get back on track or what, what, what are the best practices that you look at when you come into a company? Really just going through the classifications of the employees. That's the first thing I, I like to have the employer do is pull out the, the employee roster. Let's look at each individual employee. Let's look at their title. Let's look at what their duties are. And then let's look at their salary. Um, and from there, as long as we've got the right classification, then we can take the next step to really to really move forward and say, okay, are they salary or are they hourly? Mm -hmm. um, and if we need to make a change, it will be identified pretty easily once we go through that. Sure. that now, issue. if you identify an issue... Uh, let's say there was an improper classification. Mm -hmm. What can an employer do about that to fix it before there's a fine or a penalty? Is that possible? Yeah, remedy it immediately. So make okay. sure you, you classify that employee correctly. Um, and depending on the situation, we would, we would probably want to make sure that if any back pay was due, that we make that, we make that payment. And that's a little less costly than getting fined. Yes. yes. <laughs> I would assume. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> All right. So U.S. government, uh, Department of Labor, when, when's the timeline of this is going to start happening or is it already happening? It's more than likely already happening. They've probably already started sending letters out to companies to get them uh, or make them aware that they're going to be coming in. They've already done the hiring. Um, so this should be moving forward quite quickly. Okay. And if uh, any of our listeners have questions, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Oh, give us a call. Absolutely. So we can be reached at 716-458-7790. Website, can you share that for our listeners too? Sure. www.envisionbenefitsgroup.com. Great. And one last question. Can you, uh, do you operate anywhere in the U.S. or is it just New York or where? So No, we have a lot of companies that are, some are based in New York and have other locations in other states. Some are just all over the United States. It doesn't matter where you're located. So no matter where you're located, you can help answer this question. Absolutely. Great. Kristen, thank you for coming on the podcast today. We really appreciate it. Any last, just give me one or two tips for employers before we go. Make sure everything is documented. Make sure you're using uh, the appropriate timesheets or if you have a payroll system that can do time and labor for you, make sure that you have all of those records. Make sure your classifications are correct. Make sure you're giving the appropriate paid and unpaid leave and you can document all of that in the event the Department of Labor asks for it. Great. Great. Kristen, thank you. And if you have additional questions for the podcast, please send them in to me at Damon, D-A-M-O-N, at Welke, W-E-L-K-E, USA.com. Thanks again, Kristen. Have a wonderful day, everyone. 
This has been Trade Secrets, the podcast hosted by Damon Piatek, President and CEO of Welkie Customs Brokers USA. Thank you for listening.